You're listening to Inclusive AF with Jackie Clayton and Katie Van Horn. Hello. How are you? This is Katie Van Horn. And this is Jackie Clayton. We're back to that. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is the Inclusive AF podcast. And I feel as though um, every time we start an episode, Jackie, I feel like you're somehow making fun of me. And no, no. You know, (laughs) I know I'm not the best podcaster in the land. (laughs) You are the best podcaster in the land. Yes, indeed, people. Yes, indeed. (laughs) So guess uh, for everyone listening, guess what Jackie and I just did? We just booked a little uh, weekend away and we're going to talk our other friend into going whether she knows it or not. Um. We're going to go to San Francisco and then pop up to Napa Valley. I say pop up like it's not two and a half hours away, but you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, that's how we're doing today. That's yeah, that's we how we're on. doing today. We booked a flight to the wine capital of the United States. Okay. But let's talk about, it. actually, this is just more of a, I think this is a good topic um, to start off with. I know we have a real topic, but I think that it's good that we did book this because I feel like we're in this like post pandemic situation where everyone's like, oh, it's fine. Everything's fine now. And it's like, no, we still have to have those things that we look forward to and those things that are exciting and whatnot. And if we don't have those, then not so great. We found out like for those, we, we met each other on like through the conference circuit which is I mean, yeah I, that was funny someone asked me like when I met you <laughs> I was did like, you say like 20 years ago I was like I feel like, like it was about 10 years ago I don't know maybe nine and then I was like no just kidding it was 2017 <laughs> super but close still, I mean like we were dependent on conferences to get together mm-hmm. we knew every year we were going to get together and yes. this year proved that it wasn't and it also proved that we were wasting time since we um are best friends slash sisters Why don't we just, we can get together without sitting in a conference room. Yes. Writing notes and tweeting around. Live tweeting as a speaker presents glorious information to us. We can go to Um, an event and just focus and we are the event. Well, and I I will say this one thing. I'm really glad. I know it's a, I just, oh, look at that. We're twinsies. (laughs) So for those of you who are just listening, we both have a um, tooth. What is the thing? What's it's it called? Flosser. Tooth, tooth floss. flosser. Yeah. Not a toothpick, a flosser. Yeah. Um, anyhow, I digress. Um, I think that's the part. Like it was like 2019, everything like shut down and we missed a bunch of conferences, but then 2020 was shut down completely. And now this year, I think everyone's still like, eh, we're not sure. So we're going to just hold off. Yeah. Our first conference that we can get together is in October, which is a very long ways away. And while I like that and appreciate it, I'm also like, I need to go somewhere right this minute. <laughs> so maybe not this minute, but like mid-August is when we're actually going, but that's not the point. Um, so Jacqueline, ma'am, what do you want to talk about today? So I want to talk about how people, the difference between diversity and inclusion, like your diversity policy is not inclusive. I think people just get this wrong. Like uh, an example that I talked about before was 
oh yeah, we're going to have a diversity program and we're going to just start with interns. And it's like, well, number one, interns are temporary. They don't really work there. They don't, they're not going to work there forever. So that you shouldn't be able to count those numbers to your diversity numbers. Start with that. I think they should be categorized separately. They As should, they're not actually hired. Yeah. They're not true employees. Right. I mean, they are employees, but they're only there for a seasonal role. I said like contractors, you wouldn't. Count. Yes. Well, I would HR wise interns are employees, contractors, yeah. <laughs> not employees. I don't want right. Kate coming after us. Kate Bischoff. Yeah. See how I clarified that because we love you and we do not want to get into a courtroom with you because you're <laughs> an amazing lawyer and we're scared. Yeah. Um, sorry. Another, <laughs> another sidebar for you. <laughs> no, but it's just, you know, you'll hear people that are saying that we're going to start our diversity program with interns, or we're going to add, um, so, you know, this group, or we're going to focus here, but they don't talk about the inclusion. Like, it doesn't make a difference if you have diverse voices, if they don't have a voice. It, yes. So, I mean, I think this is something we've kind of touched on a little bit before, but I think it's something just to be really clear about. And I think we're in the summer, so everyone has interns. And I do want them to focus on diversifying their intern population. And that is something that you could call a win if you do. However, I think it's kind of the, you know, this is, you know, something that I've had a couple companies talk about is we'll have our hiring goal set at X percentage that we're going to increase gender, whatever, gender diversity. Um, but then on the back end, you're losing folks. I mean, you've talked about that there's, you know, one specific story that you have shared. Yep. And, and I think that's, you cannot start with recruiting period. That's right. You have to start with inclusion. And that's, and it's the whole concept of like, once you have an inclusive environment, inclusive environment, people will come, you'll get that diversity when you have the right policies, the right procedures, and even the right sourcing, you know, even if we're going to go back to recruiting, if you have a fair and smart way to recruit and source for candidates, you're going to have a much better pool of candidates that are diverse. Katie. <laughs> Anything <laughs> It's the afternoon. We're recording in the afternoon. My brain's not quite ready for We've today. Had long days. And mm -hmm. to your point, to be fair, it does make sense. Sure, it counts. But the reason that I say make sure that it's inclusive, especially from a leadership perspective, is that I get concerned that there is no representation to protect against implicit and explicit bias in the workplace. And it affects those people's mental well-being and where they work and how they feel about themselves if you don't have people that can not just run the program but somebody who fully understands diversity and inclusion that can be supportive to the various people that you agreed imagine how fast we could solve the world's biggest problems if more SaaS startups would gain traction sooner welcome to the tech entrepreneur on the mission podcast this podcast is dedicated to sharing experiences from B2B SaaS CEOs who are going above and beyond to deliver change that is noticed. You will hear their secrets and learn what is required to build a SaaS business that the world starts talking about 
and keeps talking about, and how to overcome the roadblocks to do so. I think there is, so, you know, I talk about PPP. I know everyone, when I say PPP, thinks PPP loans. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not, that's not about diversity, people. Focus. Come back. Focus. focus. Come back to me. Um, this is people or policies, procedures, practices. So if you think about all of the policies and procedures that you have, and so the one that I always like to start with, because I always think employee life cycle, is the onboarding process. What does that actually look like? How is it inclusive or not? And what are some of the things that you need to consider, you need to be thinking about, you need to be um, taken into consideration? Because I think, and I think it's even more, there's even more of an evolution that's occurred where you have had, I think a lot of companies have done like in-person onboarding for five days in wherever the corporate office is. And you're like, that's awesome. And that's so cool. But we're now in this world of nobody wants to leave their houses still. They don't want to work in an office. And so how are you doing onboarding so you can create that culture and really have that vibe, but also keep people home or, or wherever they're going to work. It's just important when you're including all these voices, like onboarding, especially when you're working with these hybrid teams, have, has to mean getting to know people, not just telling them where the break room is, you know? Yes. Where to get it, staples. <laughs> yeah. Those, those days are long gone. Right. But I also like one of the things, and I don't know if you've done this in other organizations, but I talk about like the buddy system of having someone that they can ask questions like, where are the staples? Right. How do I get to the lunchroom? All of these different questions. Um, having someone at the office that can be that person for them. And it can't be the boss because you don't want to go ask your boss where to find staples. But how are we kind of evolving that to having a buddy system or having someone that they can reach out to, to go, what about this? Or what about that? And I mean, obviously I think, you know, for so many people, when you're starting a new job, there are so many questions that you have, or like, I don't know about this or what, you know, what's my vacation policy. I know they put it in my offer letter, but what does it really mean? And some of those questions, you need to have a friend or someone you can ask. (laughs) Well, So you guys, we have a problem. Um, I have been yawning because it's been a really long day and Jackie's going to probably end this podcast forever because of it. Um, <laughs> no, I'm trying to stay focused. You're doing Jacqueline. good. You're doing good. You're okay. doing great. I just, you know, I think it, it just makes me laugh because you make me laugh, but I just wanted to make sure that people understand like the voices. I I know it's not, it's understanding diversity and inclusive is not one word. Right. Right. For some reason, people use it as it's one word. Um, But without inclusion, your diversity efforts are not going to work. It's a feeling of belonging. Do people feel like they belong? Are they being asked to um, participate? Right. And, and being able to have that conversation where you can go, hey, yeah, this is actually um, a place where you can thrive and you can, you know, not just survive, thrive, and you can do great work and you can do all these different things. Um, I think that's just so critical for folks. And have an inclusion test. Like, 
not test, but just like a survey. <laughs> you feel I'm gonna I'm gonna test you on your inclusion. Yes. Ready, Are you included? Ready, new hire. <laughs> But you know, saying. I think it's important for people to be like, you know, do you feel like you're being included? Do you feel like your voice has been heard? Mm -hmm. Is there something, um, you know, those types of pieces right. that get left out? Like, even though they say, okay, we've got all these diverse people now, we're done. Well, and I, I think um, when you, so I'm just going to use myself here. When I started a new job, I like to find people that are like me and I like to find people that I can relate to and that have similar interests and in all of these different things. And again, that's harder in a remote environment, but also like if you don't have those people that are like you, similar ideas, you know, similar ways of thinking, then you do have a little bit of like disconnection almost. And so if you think about from the perspective of people that are underrepresented currently, people that have been historically marginalized, et cetera, there is that, what's that extra step we're going to take as an organization to, to create an equitable place where people get what they need to feel included? Somebody said this past week, historically um, ignored. Right. And I was like, you know, if you put that into your playlist and that's what you're saying as you're talking, maybe you would think about that differently on how mm -hmm. you need to approach people. Right. Well, and yes, I think that's part of it too. It's just also the, the language that we're using. Cause I think, I mean, I know we are, have been harping on CRT, but it's that, that language you're using, how you're thinking about things and acknowledging that, yeah, none of our, or I shouldn't say none. Some of our policies, some of our policies and procedures and practices aren't ideal or don't take into consideration different groups or don't take into consideration all the things that we would want them to, to truly be inclusive. So I think that, you know, it's that step back that we need to take and should take of, okay, so what am I doing here? How should I do this differently so that people actually have what they need to be successful? Because I'm also that person that I want people to hit the ground running when they start a new job. I don't want them to be in an onboarding plan that lasts for 90 days and they don't feel like they're actually productive until after that 90 days. Right. That's a good point. I also want people, I also want, I, I want people to start understanding how much this has to do with being safe and the safety issue. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that are trying to recruit diverse talent right now mm -hmm. um, without giving that moment of um, safety. And I mean, you don't have to guess. Here's the good news. It's that if you have all of these diverse people and you have them as part of the process, then they will be included you will have these processes that come out and nobody will have to guess anymore. Right. Well, and I know, and, and I don't know if you've ever experienced this. Tell me if you have, I've had companies where they, they do like kind of a culture fit. And I know that's not the correct. It's actually a values fit conversation or values fit interview where they invite someone from like one of the ERGs or someone from uh, whatever, you know, whatever group might show a little bit more of the culture to also ask questions about um, 
how they will live the values of the organization. But more importantly, it's also like an open forum for the candidate to ask questions of the company, you know, and this is the person that's going to answer them. And I think that's so important because we keep seeing all these articles about people want to know about your diversity numbers. People want to know what you're doing around diversity, equity, and inclusion and accessibility. We decided to add the A after the last episode. That's right. Um, so like thinking about that and thinking about like what impact that could have on someone that's coming in as a candidate, you have all these like technical interviews and yes, they're still checking on the values and kind of how you live the values as you get your work done. But then having them really have a person that they can speak to that's going to speak more about the true employee experience. And also like, what is it really like to work there from a, hey, I, you know, I might be in a historically ignored see how i did that group i like like um like just thinking about some of those things that we just maybe aren't thinking about aren't you know considering when we're considering these different um different groups because you will lose (laughs) like if you're not doing these things you will lose right and that's what um you know the quote is people don't change um, who they are. They change where they are. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be trying to get this right, it's really important that you, you take the time to make sure um, you figure out how you're going to add people. Right. You know, to absolutely. Absolutely. And I think those are the pieces that we sometimes, and sometimes um, unless you're in that marginalized group, unless you are having that experience, it won't occur to you. Like, I I think there's so many times when I speak to white men and women about their hiring practice, about promotions, about some of these certain things. And it's the, oh yeah, the process of working great. Right. Yeah. We don't need to make any changes. And then you start asking some questions about, well, is, you know, how are your promotion rates for women of color versus white women? How are your, you know, start asking some of these questions that people are uncomfortable answering. Um, it's just, it's interesting. So <laughs> just don't forget to include the people without inclusion. You've wasted time on diversity. So, right. And I think it's also, this is another thing that I would just mention. There's also this fear of like, oh, well, we don't have any of X. So how are we going to recruit X? What are your thoughts on that? Like, what, what would your response be to that if someone said to you, well, how do we recruit for fill in the blank? I've been talking about, it. I like to look at it as an actual banquet table where these are seats like it, you know, with invitation cards. And this is, you know, diverse groups that we ha- need to hear of that we'd like to hear from um, and look at it from that perspective. And so I think it's okay to say, I think it's okay to say we haven't, um, it wasn't a primary effort and that was a mistake on our part. Mm-hmm. Now we have a more concentrated effort and we want to have a genuine diverse team. I mean, I think that's not because that's what people are doing anyway, when you're recruiting, like, don't forget, like you're looking, you'll say we need a .NET developer because we're not able to, you know, this is what we need in order to make this product work. And in order to make this the best place uh, to work and the best place to, you know, 
um, build and grow, we need to have different voices. So I think it's just important to, to own it. That's the most important thing. Don't try to fake your way through it. Mm-hmm. And just, it, it's okay that you, that you don't have that particular group there. Um, as long as you have a plan and that's the other part, like you have to have clear expectations, KPIs, benchmarks, like you can, that you can actually share with the people that you're recruiting. This is the plan. This is the roadmap. This is what we're hoping to look at. This is the goal for this, this, you know, just share the information so that they are aware. Um, and what you've done up to this point, because I think that's important for anything. Like you wouldn't move into a house, um, that didn't have a door, right. You would want to know, is a door coming? Like, I don't know if I want, I want to be there or not. I don't know. Unless I was like, unless I was like living in a Western saloon that had those <laughs> the slide doors. Yeah. Like, like those, that. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to just think about where you're living now in Arizona, you would need a door cause it's 5,000 degrees out. <laughs> True. By the way, like, can we just acknowledge for all of our friends in the Pacific Northwest, um, stay safe, hydrated. stay hydrated. Um, and we know this is rough. I cannot imagine being in those temperatures with no AC. Um, so we are thinking about you. Use sunscreen. Um, I'm like in sidebar nation for this episode. Like I just, I don't even know I'm all over the place. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We out. Um, one other thing I would like to discuss kind of in this same vein. So, and you just mentioned it on the strategy and the plan. So I have had two different prospective clients reach out to me and the last like week and a half, two weeks. And both of them has said, Hey, we need you to come in and do some training for us or do a talk for us or do, you know, whatever it might be. And then when I've asked like, okay, you know, what are you looking for? Well, we already have a DEI consultant. But what we need is X. And so then I obviously dig more because I'm like, I don't understand if you have a DEI consultant, why are you contacting me and what are they doing and whatever. And from both of these companies, the response that I got was, well, they're just there. Um, we hired them to do some training for us because I'll be like, hey, so what do they have a strategy that you could share with me that I can then, you know, mirror, you know, and doing whatever I, you know, you're asking me to do. And no one is building strategy. They're just like, what are they doing? I don't know. I don't know. And, and so I'm like, okay, I do like the whole concept of like trying things out and piloting things, but there's a difference between piloting things and not having a plan. And so I'm like, I don't, a DNI is not just training, right? B, um, please vet your consultants. I know a lot of people and, you know, I know in our, you know, in our DEI community, we're kind of discussing this quite a bit is we're having a lot of people, you know, hang out their shingle. Is that the way you say it? Put up their shingle. I would actually say that. (laughs) Well, like the, they started a company. Come on. Right. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Um, And (laughs) I don't know why you wouldn't say that. Um, (laughs) 
we need to discuss this. Yeah, we need to discuss this. <laughs> um, but they're starting these consultancy and you're like, wait a minute, do you actually know what you're doing? Right. Like, where did you get the background? What exactly you're doing? Like, I don't understand how you can hire somebody without a strategy. Like, are they going to be at my training? Right. Because I charge double if I'm going to give my work to another consultant. Right. They need to pay me too. No, I'm just kidding. They need to pay me <laughs> double. No, um, but like, it's, it's so weird to me because I'm like, what, A, like, what are they doing for you? B, how much are you paying for this? If that's what I'm wondering too. I, and you actually have the money. You have the money to buy, get another person. Right. And it's, I don't think it's a, we went with the cheap, you know, we went with the cheapest solution. It's like, I think they are vetting these folks, but not really. And then they're going, oh yeah, they can do this, but they can't. I, that, I just hate this whole, I hate this whole thing. I, I mean, we kind of talked about it before Vet and make sure you have a process and a strategy mm -hmm. in mind that somebody is actually helping you reach various benchmarks that you've right. already set goals. You don't need, you don't need like a human white paper or if you're using things, there's plenty of books and other resources to do some of those things, but make sure that the person that you bring in can actually, actually has the experience of, of getting to the goals that you're looking for. I, I don't know why yes. that's, why is that even a thing? Well, and I am, I, that's why it was so like baffling to me. Cause I was like, I'm sorry, I need more information. I'm not quite sure I'm following. And it's like the whole reason behind getting a consultant this is a, a fast fact from Katie, <laughs> a consultant is supposed to be coming up with the plan and, and kind of laying out a roadmap for you, regardless of what the topic is. Right. A consultant is there to like, actually give you tools, systems, processes, etc. recommendations about what your path forward is on what, whether it's launching a product, whether it's a communication strategy, marketing strategy, whatever, whatever it is. There's a, I hire you, you build a plan for what we're going to do. And then we go do it. Fast fact, in case you didn't know what a consultant was or did. I, I Just laying down the knowledge today, Jackie, I love it. laying yeah. down the knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh let me tell that. Diversity. It's the right thing to do. No charge. No charge for that. No charge at all. Yeah. No. And you know what? You have me thinking, because I do say that, like, I think I already said this in another episode, like, I do say that, you know, it's the right thing to do and, you know, you should be doing these things. But then I followed up with, do you know that you're actually able to make more money? <laughs> yeah. Do you know that this will actually impact your bottom line if you do these things? Um, but anyhow. But you digress. What? <laughs> what is your lesson from this episode, Jacqueline? I'm gonna hang my shingle. Yeah. Please, no, no, no shingle, shingle hanging. hanging. <laughs> um, I just. Well, now it changed because now I'm like, please make sure that you have goals, set goals in mind, and you need to do that before you hire somebody to come in. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that statement. I think it's a, they can help you build the goals. Well, but that that's a goal. But you, but you Wait, know, you need a goal. That's the goal. <laughs> yes. Fine. If your goal is coming up with a goal, that's still a goal. Katie. Yes. Katie. Oh, 
Yes. Ben yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I apologize. Um, but, I mean, ha- know what your, your bottom line is and make sure that you hire somebody that can get you there. Yes. Because we don't all do the same thing when people are like, oh, already, if it's not, you know, within existing systems or within TA and all of those things, I have to ask for outside resources and help. Yes. I help people find diverse talent. That's my, my niche. Well, and I think that also this connects the dots of some of the other things we've talked about in other episodes around, um, you need to have inclusion first. You need to have everyone involved in the work, not just HR, not just your DEI team, whatever it is. Like everyone needs to be involved from accounting to marketing, to comms, to wherever else, sales. Um, Everyone needs to be a part of the conversation on how to build that inclusive environment. And then like, just make sure you actually are doing the work in a smart way with a smart person, (laughs) a person that's knowledgeable in these areas. I should say, there you go. They don't have to be smart, but they should know how to do this work. Yeah. All right, my friends. Um, thanks everyone for joining us. Um, as we have requested in, uh, prior episodes, Please send questions if you have any questions that you would like us or topics that you'd like us to explore. We are more than happy to dig in on different topics that you bring to us. Um, We're at info at Inclusive AF Podcast or on Instagram at, at Inclusive AF Podcast. And then also, as Jackie mentioned, please subscribe, like, put a review, whatever the thing is that you want to do. To tell us how awesome we are, but not to tell us we're not awesome. That you can keep to yourself. Write it on a little notebook and That's put right. it away. Yes. Just kidding. We would love to hear your feedback. Please feel free to reach out. Um, and we are going to have some some guests coming up. I think I already mentioned this in, in another episode. Tara Robertson is coming back soon. So uh, excited to hear from her and dig in on some of the topics that we missed during the first round with her. Um, Thank you all for listening and we will talk to you soon. I'm Jackie Clayton. And this is Katie Van Horn. And this is the Inclusive AF Podcast. Bye. Bye. You might be surprised to know that not all serial killers are straight cisgender white men and the victims of true crime are not a monolith either. She's Wendy and I'm Beth and together we host Fruit Loop Serial Killers of Color, a true crime podcast. Together we take deep dives into the true crime stories about marginalized and minoritized perps and victims that often go untold. We also provide the context and nuance that these stories deserve. At Fruit Loops, we're serving up true crime with a side of history, society, culture, and some fun. Listen to Fruit Loops Serial Killers of Color on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.